Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank everyone for coming to my press conference. I am here to announce that I am indeed seriously thinking of running for president. I will run as a centrist independent outside of the two-party system. Now, we all know that I, Ing, am a host of a very successful podcast, and this makes me uniquely qualified to lead our country in these troubled times. I look at both parties, and we see extremes on both sides. Well, we are sitting today with approximately $2.5 billion worth of clickbait, with a reckless example not only Republicans, but of Democrats, as well as a reckless failure of that constitutional responsibility. I also want to make it very important that I'm very much against the fact that poors are allowed to shower. This is not something that we can tolerate. This is simply un-American. And I would like to, of course, announce that this is all uh, certain senators' fault for suggesting that I should pay taxes. They will be dealt with in the New World Order by my... Uh, patent-pending floating murder drone orbs. I would, of course, like to take this opportunity to announce that I have asked uh, Adam to be my vice presidential candidate. All hail Ing, presidential candidate! And Phil, who has graciously accepted to be uh, considered for Secretary of State. After I asked Avi, and she, quote, and she replied with, quote, get off my property and shot several rounds of buckshot into my solid gold limousine until I fled away in terror. That does sound like her. Anyway, I would like Hello. to thank everyone for supporting me in these trying times, and I believe we can win the 2020 presidential election and ensure that my taxes are kept low and that extremism is kept at bay. <laughs> Extreme taxes. Yes, sir. And again, this I am the and very what successful could CEO. Cost of anyway, ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> also, what is a Cheerio? <laughs> Some kind of cheerful thing, clearly. Yes. And I would like to then segue simply into an example of my very successful podcast, which entirely qualifies me to be president. Destroy all clickbait. Hello, everyone. Hello. Well, all hail Ing, our new... Good demi luck editing that down to something useful, but <laughs> we got it. All hail Ing, the god of un unedited freeform jazz that is yeah. a podcast. Yes, it's Destroy All Clickbait. We're here today on a yet another newsworthy week. Boy, I wonder what's going to happen when... You know, there isn't crazy news every week, just like there's been for the last two years. Um, <laughs> we won't have a podcast anymore. Our top story. It's, it is your tauntaun will freeze before it reaches the first checkmark degrees outside. <laughs> Correct. It is extremely cold because there is a polar vortex, as I understand it, in certain parts of North America. So just, be... che just checking, um, is everyone here affected by the... Polar Vortex. Yep. yep. Well, you know me and Phil are, because we both live in Toronto. Okay, and, um, and I am, because like... I'm in Jersey, so this is like just a huge area of uh -huh. North America. Yep. Has been effectively just the equivalent of being under siege by Mr. Freeze. Correct. With simply no Batman to intervene. 
Yep. And he's, yeah, you go outside and it's your face hurts. Yeah, your your and our snow is up to our nipples, basically. Um, we right got now. a mini blizzard, but the snow was thankfully not severe. <laughs> yes, well, it, it was it was a record snowfall for the last fifty years, as I understand it, in Toronto. So oh, yeah, I had to go up to the bank today, and uh... yeah, the snow bank, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm witty. You went there, uh, but I. Ironically, uh, <laughs> there was apparently a um, uh, the I don't think it was the Iditarod, but there was a famous there was a major uh, dog sled race in Alaska, which they had to call on account of not enough snow. So uh, Alaska is not getting a lot of snow right now <laughs> in the middle of the winter. Um, so it's ju- it's it's basically the Northeast and Ontario and Quebec that's getting. And I guess Winnipeg and... So we stole everyone's snow? Yeah, basically. So much for global warmth now. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Shut up your face! Anyway. I mean, I would like to point out the fact that the weather and climate is literally broken. Yeah. Is how... Mm -hmm. We went in my neck of the woods from it being 60 degrees yesterday to into the negatives Fahrenheit. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what that means. Negatives Fahrenheit, yes. Fahrenheit is another form of, of keeping track of uh, the temperature, Phil. It used yeah, to but be... I, I don't like, uh, I don't grok the, what the numbers mean. <laughs> it's cold, is what it means. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, for, it's, all I know is 40 degrees, negative uh, 40 degrees Celsius is zero degrees Fahrenheit. So if it gets down to zero degrees Fahrenheit, you're in, uh, you know, surface of Mars weather, basically. <clears throat> but it's uh, we use Celsius in Canada because we have joined the 20th century. Um, we don't. We no longer. Our cars no longer get 40 rods to the hogshead, as one of my favorite Simpsons jokes puts it. Um, and uh, so yes, R zero is the freezing point of water. Um, <clears throat> but it was uh, that does segue into a bit of clickbait here, where um, uh, Elsa was arrested by the Illinois Police Department, for some reason, um, in what, in pictures that actually don't look that, (laughs) it doesn't look that snowy in the pictures where they're arresting her, something I couldn't help but notice. Yeah. (laughs) It's a baffling PR stunt, and I'm really not quite amused by it, but the flapback from it has been interesting to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime the police tries to do something wacky and zany and entertaining on yeah, social stop media... Stop trying to act like you're our friend! <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's... it's You're just digging, digging yourself in deeper. And honestly, I mean, what could make people like cops more than having them arrest a beloved children's cartoon character? Look, to be fair, this went over a lot better than their previous stunt, where they did a raid... On to Charles' embassy and shot him while in his bed. Right. Oh God. <laughs> this is. <laughs> we did, went there. Did we go too dark too fast this episode? <laughs> it's yes. only. It can only go up from here, folks. It's okay. It's a dark time. It's the middle of winter. If you can't be dark here, oh. then when can't you be dark? But yes, it was. Uh, 
yeah, just they staged a very strange photo op in which they arrested Elsa. Wait, for who is this causing... Elsa play? Who is playing Elsa here? Is is she a cop? I... <laughs> that would be entertaining if she was. But uh, no, I'm assuming they hired a model or actress of some kind, possibly a local. Maybe it's like a Ronald McDonald style franchise, and there are Elsas in every state. I don't know. Um, yeah, it but... doesn't say who she is. She's a she's a she's a model. It was done for the PR department. You yeah. know. This was uh this was Wunch's idea, I think. Uh off Captain Wunch's idea. Brooklyn nine nine? Anyone? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I was literally I, I know I was I was severely hoping that was an actual thing and I was kinda <laughs> stunned that I would get to then do Brooklyn nine nine, but that this was <laughs> Yes. actually setting up for it, so now I'm just deeply sad that that wasn't a real thing. No. And now we can't do the eat your wunch yeah. singer. Oh, it yeah. says they used pink handcuffs? Yeah. That well, just, that's a weird detail. That is... This is getting... Is, are they sure this wasn't just a sex thing and they took a picture yeah. of someone? Like, yeah. were they fuzzy as well? <laughs> yeah. Local cop caught with a prostitute they hired to dress as Elsa. The cop who's very quickly about to turn this around in the most amazing way. Oh, haven't you heard? (laughs) Wow, you know, that makes an alarming amount of sense now that you said that, actually. (laughs) This was all a frantic spin job to cover up a policeman being caught with a prostitute. I feel honored to be present at the birth of a conspiracy theory. <laughs> and effectively be the midwife for it. <laughs> Wait, do, I can't remember. Does Elsa have a crown? Because she's got a crown here. Is this just a really cheap costume? Yeah. I think she has like an ice crown. A tiara. Uh, an ice tiara. Like, like a yeah. tiara? Yeah. Uh. I'm going to be honest, I Frozen don't... is not like the uh, Disney ones that I'm... No, right. Elsa doesn't have a crown in this in Yeah, this no, costume. she doesn't have... I'm pretty sure she doesn't have a she, crown, usually. Or she even, has or one in need... another costume. Uh, when she, yeah. A coronation's costume, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at the kids' costumes and they don't have tiaras. She mostly yeah. just has her head on... Her, her, I mean, she could have had a tiara. She could have. She literally declares declares herself to be Queen of Snow Mountain. She could have I am Queen Shit of Snow Mountain. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, but in my word is law. Grovel before me, and you shall not have a dark lord, but an empress, and I will be as horrifying <laughs> and glorious as the dawn. Well, you know, thinking about it, she does like create. She she literally has snowmen who like are there to be her her servants or whatever. And I mean, how, do we know that that was at all just her imagination? Like she built, she went to live on a mountain and built snow people who would be her her. Uh... So you were proposing like a dark and edgy reinterpretation of yeah. Frozen, to which it is somebody who. Uh, about a girl who basically ran off, possibly dying of hypothermia, yeah, in the snow, and is just sitting around with a bunch of effigies of snowmen that she thinks are alive. Yeah, it's it's again. She was literally driven off by the villagers before that happened, so it's not implausible in many ways. <laughs> 
But yeah, she doesn't have a crown with this costume that she's wearing. So this, this, Phil this meanwhile just like no, no yeah, we are. I am not humoring this. No, no, no. I just I I, I can't get over this. It, I demand accuracy in my police PR stunts. Yes. You couldn't get a cosplayer for this, or? Yeah, I mean, there's got to be plenty of Elsa costumes around, so. It's I like don't those know. knockoff, you know, Wonder Woman Halloween costumes. They are slightly wrong. <laughs> yeah, where they have where they have their own face on the on the. I think we're oh, past yeah, that they're... era. Oh, and no, 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 but there's still one there that are, like, not quite Wonder Woman, and they're sold under names such as Amazon Woman. Oh, yeah. yes, the, the knockoff costume. Or Amazon yeah. Queen. Yeah, or right. Wondrous Princess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, the best of those has always been Supportive Burger Wife. The, the, the yes, I was going to say oh, the I liked, um, Burger's of, knockoff. Uh, there's one of V from V for Vendetta, and it's called 4chan Man. 4chan Man, yes. yes. <laughs> Okay, but, uh, to be fair, even if I owned the fucking license to V for Vendetta, I would still use that name to sell that product. I could have Alan Moore's explicit blessing to use V for Vendetta, and I yeah. would still call it 4chan Man, because that is wonderful and accurate. Yes. It's weirdly uh, insightful for knockoff Halloween costume manufacturers, really. Like... I think it's an accidental insightfulness. <laughs> I guess, well, but just knowing that 4chan exists is kind of like you have to be, as they say, extremely online to know what 4chan well, is. Well, at least it wasn't. They can have, they can have kids. Like, sure. hey, wait, wait, what's this? What is this uh, mustachio Ronald McDonald like mask? What's that mean? <laughs> Why are people wearing this, like, off-brand uh, Groucho Marx mask? What's all this about? <laughs> and then he says, well, that's like the V for Vendetta. It's used for Anonymous and 4chan. 4chan Man! Got it! Okay, that's all I need to know. Literally, yeah. do not tell me any more. <laughs> or I swear to God, I will mace you again, like when you tried to explain Pokemons to me. I assume the Pokemon knockoffs are called pocket monster costumes or something, right? I saw, uh, this is completely aside, but I saw an elderly lady on the bus, and she was talking to a young man about Pokemon. Uh-huh. She was a, she was a big fan of, I think it was Pokemon Blue or something. Nice. Um, like, she was actually really big into it and was talking about it, and I, I just, like, she was very old. Right, but only Pokemon Blue, not uh, one of Well, the she other said ones. that was her favorite or something, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, let's um, let's jump to something else. I think. Uh, shall we talk about the uh, the Zuckerberg thing? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, Jack Dorsey, who is taken over for Elon Musk in the billionaire tech bros who are melting down in public uh, oh. lately. Um, sorry, did you have a correction there? It's no, no, I just opened the story and the first image was Mark Zuckerberg staring dead-eye straight at the camera uh -huh. with, like, such a dead look in his eyes, he looks like he's infected by the black oil from X-Files. <laughs> he looks like he's one of those children that 
show up at your house demand to be let in. Well, he really okay. does look... There's all these photoshops of him as Data, God. and he really does look like Data. He like, looks like he's about to ask for sugar and water. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. The fact that the social network made him badass is yeah. really funny in you know, knowing what he's actually like. Well, it's so funny that people talk about the social network as, oh, it really did a hit job on Zuckerberg. It's like, no, it was there to literally polish his reputation and make him look like, it's like, yeah, he's kind of an asshole, but he's also this good guy who blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it, that's what it was literally doing. It was trying that's to That's the nicest it could yeah, be. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, they were they didn't want to get sued either. But And Sorkin's even specifically said, you know, I wrote it sort of with as many versions of events as possible so that they wouldn't necessarily... I wrote it specifically not to get sued, which, fair enough. Uh, but the fact that, yeah, the best ah. version they could come up with was him being that big of a, an asshole sort of explains a lot about but Zuckerberg. But he was sort of like the, the badass asshole, like, you know, like right. Sherlock's or your house or whatever. Yeah, I, that... Aside, yeah. I'm really glad slash hopeful that that character trope is dying. Yeah. Because I got really tired of that quick. I explicitly yeah. got really annoyed with it by House. Yeah. As they leaned into it and it absolutely did ruin Sherlock for me. <clears throat> um yeah. and I was about to say when the start of season 3 of Rick and Morty is where I felt that rather than going into like almost a satire of that they were leaning genuinely into it and that's really where I lost interest in watching the show. Yeah. Well, it's become... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something to grapple with. Did you guys ever see The Shield? Um, no. Because it, it was interesting in that... Is the this Shield a was kind of, thing? No. I'm no, no, kidding. no. The, the, yeah, the cop show. <laughs> uh, it was interesting because they did something really cool uh, that I like. And it's interesting because this was before the big you know, asshole genius archetype. I mean, it, it had been around, but it really <laughs> took off, you know, in the last six or seven years. But before that, The Shield was really fascinating because there was a character called a Dutch. And he was a character who um, didn't realize what show he was in. It was actually really interesting because it's a show about a corrupt cop. It's not about, you know, brilliantly solving the case. It's a procedural. He just pounds the street, pounds guy's heads and he's like a you know and he's a corrupt cop they're pretty but there was this other character who wasn't the main character named dutch and he was a really fascinating character because he was basically sherlock he was the asshole genius or at least he thought he was a genius who was trying to put together like puzzle pieces no one else saw and do that kind of shit but he was not on the show that acknowledged that he was this super genius, you know, brilliant detective man. He was just the cop in the background who was like, ass, I see the pieces. And all the other cops knew he was a raging asshole and mocked him and belittled him. And, you know, Vic, Vic Mackey especially thought this guy was like the scum he'd scrape off his shoes. <laughs> but so it was a really great deconstruction of that archetype because it was, this is what that character is like when he's not the hero, when he's not allowed to be the hero, when he's just the guy who's in the back or he's the supporting character he thinks he's the hero but he's actually this pretty dislikable guy who's not actually that smart they did actually prove he's in some ways a good detective so it, it is 
kind of fitting the asshole genius archetype, but the show was not bending to elevate him the way those other shows oh, were. Oh, God, yeah. So that was, that was like, a really with, interesting thing. With House thing. especially, just yeah. by any sane metric, House is an inexcusable burden and liability to have on staff. Yeah. Even with six, uh, with the people that he successfully diagnoses, just mm-hmm. everything else makes it look for the amount that we're probably paying out in malpractice <laughs> suits. Yeah. And well, honestly, potentially uh, hostile work environment suits, because dear God, yeah, uh-huh. we could probably hire two people that are almost as good as house. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's not... I was like, yeah, he gets some good diagnosing and work done. Imagine how much be- more work we'd get done if we didn't have to fucking babysit him all the time to keep him from sticking his dick at everything. Mm-hmm. Figuratively speaking, or had somebody who could actually work decently with a team. I hear elementary's pretty good with that. Like, uh, I was gonna say elementary... I'm really yeah, behind one... on it. Like, I've only seen two seasons, I think, but, uh... Yeah, I think that's was... about what I saw, but, yeah. Oh, no, it just they call him on his shit, and they... You yeah. Know, he's not, like... Yeah. He's a genius, but he's also deeply flawed, and the show acknowledges that instead of sucking up to him all the time. Yeah. And it also has that he explicitly, uh, realizes, and it's something that he works on, is that... Even though, yes, he's very intelligent and very knowledgeable, there are stuff that people he would feel inclined to look down on for not being super geniuses and all know mm. that he doesn't. Right. Just right. because there's different life experiences. And exactly. it's legitimately a thing there that he said, yeah, this is learning to like listen to people is actually, if mm. only for his career, very, a useful skill. Right. There was yeah, a good, I, was, uh, I was thinking, um, and this is going to become the shit on Sherlock show, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, there was an episode where he was, he was looking down on a guy who was obsessed with trains. Yeah. And he was just sort of making fun of him and mocking him for not bathing or, you know, like, you have a girlfriend, you know. Right. But, like, shouldn't you be, like, on board with this guy who's obsessed with trains? Yeah. Like, oh, you're talking about the sh- Sherlock not elementary, the, sh- Sherlock, the show Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, but well, and then, didn't that guy actually manage to provide useful information because he knew yeah, all the trades? Yeah, and he still looked down on him, which yeah, is, exactly. Yeah, seems out of character for what the show supposedly well, sets up. But but I well, I you know I would argue that that's exactly because they've actually said and they did point out, and this is I believe from the original Sherlock Holmes stories that he's actually really ignorant about some weird random things, yeah. like something yeah, about yeah. he didn't he didn't believe in. Like the Earth was round or something. I can't remember. No, no, the no, no, no. Uh, around the sun, he didn't know that, or he he uh, intentionally got rid of it in his brain. Right, right. Because it that wasn't was, important it, to uh, to solving cases most of the time. Right, exactly. So I mean, Wait. the fact that they put that in there suggests that okay, yeah. we know he's actually not a super genius about everything, basically. But anyway, yeah, but it's, so, it yeah, still and, seems weird that he was looking down on somebody for having yeah. special interests in something and right, yeah, I, look at I, it. I know, and it's such a strange contrast from Elementary that leans into that more. And but I do want to say it is actually interesting uh, bridging that um, we talk a lot about you know the media geniuses. It is interesting. You don't do you would you say you see people on the level of Sherlock or whatever for tech bros? You see 
coders who are always genius hackers or whatever, but they're not usually the same level of, no, I'm a genius, get out of my way, I can solve all the problems. They're usually explicitly you know, made out to be these horrible nerds who live in a basement and the and the girl walks or, in and goes, we need your help. And they go, oh, girl! Oh! You know, that kind of stuff. Or they're villains, like the uh, the villain in Venom is explicitly based on Musk. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I haven't seen Venom yet. Okay, but. yeah, I he's mean, very clearly Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's obsessed with rockets and space travel and stuff, yeah. and that's his evil plan. Oh, okay. There was a degree to which we did think that, like, the hacker thing could be cool in that, but I have a feeling that as yeah. more tech-savvy writers and internet-literate writers got in there, that was reflected by them having to actually deal with those people either in line or in their own IT departments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was always the weird rant like it was always oh those guys in the basement who are operating on you know 50 cents worth of stuff that they stole from a junkyard kind of thing not the billionaire tech bro types like they're not usually i i there was maybe a 10 minute window where we were kind of uh fascinated like positively fascinated by them but i feel like yeah the, the now, i feel that we still are because one there's like the movie the aviator which uh does the mythologizing of that for howard hughes right and there's iron man who's right. still like a real popular character and yeah, that's and iron, iron man, man is true. pretty much like the embodiment of that power fantasy right Right. Yeah, that's true. Iron Man is yeah, that's right. And they do they do specifically they almost uh didn't they specifically relate him to Elon Musk in one one of the movies or something? They kind of made a crack about him or whatever. And it's I don't somebody was somebody was pointing out uh that apparently Star Trek Discovery keeps seeding in these sort of, you know, oh, uh, the great geniuses of the 20th century and Elon Musk is one of the names listed, which yeah, is funny that was, because that was bullshit. Yeah, because they've listed, like, they Musk is clearly past his sell-by date now because people are really starting to mock him in pop culture. Like, The Good Place had a couple of good gags about Musk at this point. Uh, I remember, oh, I, yeah. there's definitely like, been a... Outright calling him a weird creep, and why was I yeah. friends with him? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's he's now, it's now looking stale of, oh yeah, Musk, Elon Musk. That unfortunately quickly dated yeah, the discovery exactly. there, which is also why, in previous Trek, they actually tried to avoid using a lot of conventional figures. Whenever listing right. someone, they would typically do, uh, because it's rule of threes, they yeah, would typically yeah, yeah. do somebody <laughs> that the audience would know, somebody yeah. that was made up for Earth's future, yeah, and yeah. then either possibly somebody that was uh, conventional to the 20th uh, third century or so, or an alien equivalent. Right. It was yeah. It was two people you've heard of, and then Zeplob of the Zordob Nebula. Yes. Kind of ah, thing. it's go yeah. down as one of the great musical geniuses like Beethoven or Mozart or Zachron of Vulcan, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. The endlessly. Mo Although it, it, to be fair, uh, Next Generation did have a cameo from Stephen Hawking. Uh, which they did the rule of threes where literally Data was playing poker with uh, Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein, and, uh, and um, uh, I just said his name. Um, Stephen, Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Uh, Stephen Hawking, yeah. And um, they were... Uh, to be fair, I also do feel that's one that 
even at that time, Stephen Hawking had done enough with theoretical physics to actually earn kind of a plausible place there. Sure. Well, you know, what's funny is that I specifically remember talking about that with my uncle, and he was like, oh, that's ridiculous, as if Stephen Hawking is on par with, you know, Isaac Newton and, and Albert Einstein. Now, I mean, you could just argue Data picked three famous scientists, right? Which is not the same thing as, oh, they're the greatest geniuses who ever lived. Um, you know, Hawking's iconic, right? Because of his yeah. wheelchair and everything. Um, but he... Uh, and, of course, Stephen Hawking wanted to be on the show. Right, and, of course, they could get Stephen Hawking <laughs> right, because yeah. he was a fan of Star Trek and asked. Right, so. exactly, yeah. So it is always hilarious to me that they had Hawking on uh, Simpsons and Futurama so much, um, <laughs> like, doing, you know, doing voiceover work, basically. But, uh, anyway. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so... Now, we should mention the actual substance of this article, which we keep talking around. Uh, yeah, which is that yeah, it's very... Jack okay, Bruce... that, we have to highlight that Zuckerberg is so fucking... such a void of charisma as a person, we will literally rather talk about anything. <laughs> well, except in the whole thing where he starts acting like a weird serial killer, uh, which is what happened in this... Uh... Which seems to be a recurring uh, theme with... When billionaires oh. come onto oh. our show, we yeah. have Elon Musk's, you yeah. know, sex dungeon, most dangerous game island where he lures <laughs> right. uh, musicians to, presumably yeah. to hunt. Yeah, yeah. And we, we got had Jack McCaffey. Dorsey going on, acting like a, a crazy ascetic. Yeah. And we had McAfee. Uh, oh yeah, we have McAfee trying to fuck whales. And whatever else he was <laughs> How doing. the hell did I miss that one? <laughs> that was the one that popped right into my head. So now, and then we have again Jack Dorsey saying he once ate a goat that Mark Zuckerberg personally slaughtered with a knife and a, quote, laser gun. Unquote. Wait, I have one on McCaffrey that I have to I'm going to call bullshit on this story. Yeah. No way that of... was a goat. It was a, it was a homeless person. Oh god. <laughs> I wanted to make the joke that McCaffrey is the only person who would fu who uh, would see uh, mermaids out to sea and be disappointed that they weren't actually manatees. It's not about sex, it's about the challenge. <laughs> Why did we climb Mount Everest? I fucked Mount Everest, it's not because it is easy, but because I was hard. Yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Makes you have two quotes because there, but yeah. Yes, oh my god. In 2011, Mark Zuckerberg pledged to eat only the flesh of animals he had slaughtered with his own hands. Which I have to say, <laughs> sounds like a fucking shitposting meme. <laughs> yes, like, this does. sounds too much, this sounds so much like the, uh, at one time Shaggy displayed 2% of his power and we all went blind sort of shitposting memes about That's... a celebrity or character. Yeah. That's so fucking random. Yeah, or a, or a uh, Chuck Norris meme basically yeah, gone horribly wrong. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, he apparently, he was only eating what he was killing <laughs> at that time. Which I know year. it says that he got a hunting license then to slay a bison for the dinner table. Uh-huh. But I prefer to like to imagine it before that there was a harsh learning curve, so he was basically scrambling around surviving off of spiders and flies that he could catch, <laughs> like Redfield <laughs> from Dracula. <clears throat> so just his regular diet then. Yes. 
he is one of those lizards apparently that you know anyway oh god <laughs> it, would, anyway. it would make a lot of sense but yes he killed it with a the the funny part here is that jack and i mean again it's about zuckerberg but dorsey is kind of amusing because he said he killed it with a quote laser gun even though it was apparently a stun gun it was probably just one of those um what do you call it the 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 no country for old men type things that they use when oh, they okay, yeah, put it up okay. to the head, uh, but they stun it and then he so he doesn't have it. like James Bond villain technology. Well, except I'm it glad is that you specified. So yeah, I'm sorry. Hunting a goat with a laser is weird. I kind of have the thing. So either this was basically a goat tied up that he walked to and just put, like, the stun gun up to it. Right. Which itself is what the fuck. Yeah. Or he fucking hunted it, like, chasing after it with a taser. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because they say he stunned it before and then he knifed it to kill it. So the, the, la the quote, laser gun was not fatal, apparently. Okay, so... Jack Dorsey, not surprisingly, is an idiot and doesn't know what a stun gun is. <laughs> yeah. You don't say. Oh, God. Uh, I also have to say, reading the story there, um, here's a bit of dialogue. Where is the goat, Dorsey asked. It's in the oven. Then we waited for 30 minutes, and he's like, I think it's done now. Okay, so I'm dyslexic, so I sometimes read sentences wrong. I yeah. fucking misread that as... Where's the goat? It's in the oven. We waited for 30 minutes, and he's like, I think it's dead now. <laughs> well, it's it's almost as weird, because apparently he didn't turn the oven on, and the goat was cold when they took it out of the oven. And then they just went back and ate a salad. <laughs> but did he kill the salad part? himself? <laughs> <laughs> just walking out Stop. around the garden uh, yeah. emptying shotgun shells into the crowd shredding just lettuce. shredding heads of lettuce yeah. with bird shot yeah I don't like these crunch these hard bits in the salad yeah exactly <laughs> stalking the wild tomato yeah um, just, wait, they, ate, they ate the goat the goat cold no, they didn't eat the goat. They did all this. No, no, it says the, the, it, the goat, it should be reiterated, was cold and memorable. <laughs> we go in the diary. He puts the goat. That was memorable. I don't know if it went back oh, in the okay. oven. I just ate my salad. So Yeah, I'm oh, glad okay. the fucking goat died for Zuckerberg <laughs> to fuck up a basic roast. <laughs> the way it's described is just... And Jack Dorsey is even going, he's like, well, that was, that was weird. <laughs> like, and it's Jack Dorsey, who's already an extremely weird guy. <laughs> and just... These people are running our lives. Shuckle, I know! These are the billionaires. Yeah, it should be pointed out, Muck Zuck, uh, Facebook recently got exposed, one, scheming to encourage children to gamble, and, uh use payment methods that would have them use their parents' credit ac accounts without mm -hmm. the parents knowing. Right. And specifically refer to them as whales, which is what Casino refers to as big spenders. So they were explicitly exploiting children mm -hmm. and the parents of children for money. 
right. in truly reprehensible and very likely illegal ways, and then they were caught circumventing Apple's ban on uh, spyware, basically, yeah. by installing a thing that had been already rejected by them under another name and paying people to have it on their phone, to which they got booted off that platform now. Yep. Well, I mean, and that's not stupid, that's evil, right? Like, they know what yeah. they're doing. They're very carefully crafting the software that can I mean, do this. They're very stupidly getting caught, but yes, right. it's stupid and evil. The two are not yeah. diametrically opposed. Oh, dear God, I cannot get over those lifeless eyes. That's, like, freaking me out every time. I'm just imagining that this is like some Hannibal, the television show shit, of him just staring into the goat's eyes, and the goat clearly has, like, panicked expression and, like, life in it, but his is just blank and cold and dead, black black like a doll's like eyes, a doll's as eyes. he fucking tasers this goat and then shanks it. When you close your eyes at night, it is Zuckerberg you see <laughs> in the darkness. Yeah, they're looking to a billionaire's eyes. They're black, black like a doll's eyes. Right up until they come in for the kill and the eyes roll back into a solid white. And then they put you in the oven and forget to turn it on. <laughs> So billionaires be... are having a normal one. <laughs> so there you go. That's we're caught up in our billionaire news. Let's move on to something else because we've got a lot today. Yeah, to Zuckerberg talk about. belongs in fucking prison. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Uh, who knows? He's he was involved in the Cambridge Analytica thing too, right? In the yeah. UK? Yeah. And they... uh, and like spreading. Fucking anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about people. Yeah. So there you go. The level of absurd evil Facebook has is at this point just jaw-dropping. Uh-huh. You can see why Google came up with their slogan of, don't be evil. It was like... I mean, Which hey, everyone itself else... is a suspiciously specific denial. <laughs> yeah. It's like they say with the t-shirt that says, my, my not involved in sex trafficking t-shirt <laughs> raises a lot of questions that I thought were already answered by my t-shirt. <laughs> it's like my so, theory. If you, end, uh, if you end every tweet with, this is not a sexual tweet, <laughs> people think it's a sexual tweet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway. So let's talk about a happier story about the three-year-old boy who was found by a bear in the woods. Shall we? I am now looking at a picture of a bear, and this eyes of a godless killing predator freak me out less than Zuckerberg's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and it's a black bear, too, which are the, the ones that tend to just kill people for no reason, as far as I can tell. Um, this was actually a Guardian article uh, by... Um, who is the writer? It doesn't have the writer credited at the top. It just says Associated Press. Okay, well, we won't know who wrote this one, apparently. It was an algorithm, uh, apparently. The, the algorithm wrote it. Um, <laughs> K, uh, so Casey Hathaway, a small boy from North Carolina, was survived uh, in sub-zero temperatures for uh, two days... Uh, so apparently because a bear found him, and I'm assuming 
he was able to huddle with the bear and stay warm, or they were in a cave together or something. Uh, the images show a bear in summertime, so this is presumably not the same bear. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the this three-year-old survived. This is literally in a, uh, the, a subplot from a season one Simpsons episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or Where Maggie gets befriend some bears when she gets lost that's right that's right oh my god you're right that happened she went out in the in and lived in with the bears yeah yes. yep simpsons did it simpsons did it <laughs> simpsons did reality I'm, yeah i'm highly skeptical of this if only because that there's no uh author attributed to it right but yeah. uh, I saw I saw a tweet related to this. It said, "Boy says he was saved by bear. Nobody can prove him wrong." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And what? Well, wouldn't it be funny if it was just like a large hairy gay man who took it <laughs> for a while? Like he was like, "Oh, kid, you look like you need a you know." Gave a blanket and you know. Everyone misinterpreted. They thought he meant like Smokey the Bear when really it's just someone played by Nick Offerman who had a cabin <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, part of this story struck out at me. Um, the claim was reportedly repeated by the boy's aunt, uh, Brianna Hathaway. He said he hung out with a bear for two days, Hathaway wrote in a Facebook post. God sent him a friend to keep him safe. God is a good God. Miracles do happen. And this is uh, reminds me of, it's sort of like the opposite of the Elisha story from the Yeah, Bible. we were just talking about that before we recorded. I was just thinking of that. Yeah, right. Usually, no, bear, that's, God that was sends the context, bears yeah. to yeah. right. God. God usually sends bears to destroy and kill children. According well, to the Bible. you know, the and... Lord giveth bears, and the Lord taketh away bears. <laughs> There's a time to reap and a time to sow, a time to use bears to save children, and a time to use bears to maul two hundred children to death. <laughs> right. And as we were saying, that is apparently not about killing children. It is about killing uh, violent youth, a violent youth gang in the, in, in the Bible. Yeah, in <laughs> hindsight, when I'm thinking about it, the fact that so many uh, children were killed by the two sheep bears probably does put the context of it into right. something other than just... Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, God just fucking went berserk with those bears and basically did a... An earth sign carpet bombing on this Middle Eastern city. It's but, the uh, Rambo of bears. The bear versus an entire when, army, basically. Two when bears. we were talking about this before the show, uh, Adam, you said um, that uh, the youths were equivalent of like uh, biblical age greasers, and that that yeah. just put me in mind of like Fonzie in the biblical age or something. I don't know right. why. It's just a funny image. He's like, yeah, oh my god. You said Fonzie, so do you mean the Fonz, or do you mean Fozzie Bear? Fonzie, the Fonz. <laughs> okay. Like he's but a it, would, it would work. It would work okay, so way, who yeah. would win in a fight, the Fonz or Fozzie Bear? Well, obviously the Fonz. That's not even a question. Are you kidding me? Fozzie is a gentle, wussy bear who could never harm I, a soul. I don't know, but if he was backed into a corner, could he revert to his primal nature? <laughs> No, he would never revert. He's a terrible bear. We've established this in canon that he's a terrible bear. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining like the puppet's eyes rolling back at the end and then he just swipes and takes off Fonzie's face with one swipe of his mighty claw. And then like 
the blood boiling stops and he like comes back to it and looks down at his blood red paws and just goes, What have I done? Waka waka. Waka waka waka. Waka waka. And just crying over Fonzie's corpse. I just wanted to make people laugh. <laughs> right, yes. Fonzie. Beloved Fonzie was killed by Fonzie. <laughs> Diane Fossey, well, Diane Fossey looked on. Anyway. Uh, Bob Fossey. Yeah, Bob Fossey was also there. Yeah. Clearly we need it just an all-Aussie battle royale. <laughs> Where where did we go wrong? This is just so far off track. This is pointed out. It's a been a very tiring day, I think, for everyone involved here. So it's probably natural that things drifted really weird. Yeah. <laughs> they sure did. Uh, do you want to do? Let's do a couple of quick ones. Um, so we started the, uh, off with Mark Zuckerberg killing a bear with a laser gun, and it got weirder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah killing a goat with a killing laser gun. A... Sorry. Well, hey there. So Mark Zuckerberg. When I'm you sorry, bear, the, but the, oh jeez, yeah. so no, then, maybe it's it, kind of impressive. Yeah, so now yeah, after Fozzie has killed Fonzie, Zuckerberg leaps in with his stun gun or laser gun. I've never had no. Muppet before. Oh say. God, his jaw unhinging to swallow. <laughs> the way that uh, he phrased it before, killed a goat with a laser gun, made me imagine the much more impressive hunt where the goat is given the laser gun. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes... Ah, and now we play the classic game of cat and mouse. Of man with knife and goat with laser. Goat with laser. That's a fair fight. A man with a knife and a goat with a laser. I mean, as fearsome as goats can be, <laughs> you gotta give them a laser to even the odds. Um, you and... know it was just like a little, almost like a fucking barely out of being a kid like Angora goat. This wasn't some Black Phillip esque right. motherfucker <laughs> that could fight back. Hey. It was, it was a fainting goat. It was the kind of run out <laughs> too fast and falls over. <laughs> I'm imagining the much darker one where he like tases Black Phillip and the goat just keeps coming. <laughs> We Ew. won't go down! He won't go down! You want to live deliciously, motherfucker? <laughs> I have not seen the Vavitch yet, so... <laughs> it's a good movie. Anyway, the, there is a scene yet. where someone is killed by fighting a goat, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it is. They, they did a pretty convincing job of making a goat scary, I have to say. Goats are not, you know, as much as they're associated with satanic imagery, they're not actually scary in real life, usually, but... Well, that was because they're usually fairly mild-mannered, but yeah, when a goat is irate, it could be frightening. Sure, it's if like I was actually in a pen with a goat, yes, I would be... It's like the thing, you know, the basically the macrofauna in North America that, like, causes the most deaths? Is... Pigs. Pigs? Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? more than, like, wolves or any carnivore, it's pigs. Because they're very big, I mean, they're usually decently disposed, but when they get angry, they can be very vicious, mm. and a frequent, like, they, and when they decide to, like, just attack someone, kind of their strategy is just mm. to lunge at them and effectively smother them and not let them off the ground. <laughs> 
Yeah. I thought it was like moose Just... or something from uh, uh, car accidents. But, but it does deer. make a certain amount well, of... Well, okay, I'm saying in terms of attack, not oh, in right. terms of... Oh, I, I don't think it should count that if the deer wasn't actually attempting to harm anyone and someone incidentally ran into it. I kept hitting my fist with its face, yeah. Um, yeah. But, the, but yeah, no, it's true, because, I mean, the pigs farmer is going to be around the pigs all the time. Right. Whereas, opposed to and, you don't have a wolf farmer who's going to be sows can, And actually, sows can get really aggressive when they have right. uh, piglets. Yeah. And even just accidentally walking in between her and the piglets yeah. to where she lose sights of it. Right. Can, with some pigs, send them just into a blind protective rage. Right. And sows basically will just effectively body check someone up against a wall, either Mm -hmm. onto the ground and then just smother them to death or press them up against the wall and just not let them go (laughs) till they're suffocated or crushed. Okay, fair enough. You know, boars have big teeth. Yeah, yeah boars have... I would definitely see. Yeah, <clears throat> and and now and, and I mean maybe pop culture. Pop culture portrays this. Have, has pop culture lied to me that pigs will eat people as well? I mean, I'm assuming pigs will eat anything. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming... I mean, part of the weird thing, like why a lot of pig organs are basically interchangeable with humans, is that despite being you know porcine rather than ape, they have such a similar diet. Right. And thus internal physiology to humans that it's a little uncanny. Okay. Hence also the observation that, you know, purportedly pigs taste just like people do. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, okay. Which is, yeah, which is why, uh, like, the Papua New Guinea term for human flesh uh, translated pig, right? actually is long pig, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's where that comes from. Okay, that's interesting. I knew that, uh, uh, yeah, I knew that pigs and humans are the only animals that have sweat glands, or the only mammals that have sweat glands, um, and were- No, pissed. pigs don't have sweat glands. They don't? No, they cannot sweat, that's why they need wallows. Oh, <clears throat> I thought that was just, oh, okay, fair enough. No, I've been, I mean, the people to... say, <clears throat> sweating like a pig, but they actually cannot perspire. Huh. Other, other mammals can perspire, horses can perspire, that's why, you know- that's where the phrase putting them back in the barn wet comes from. Okay, yeah. That's huh. because I when a horse has gone that. running... Okay, yeah. it's... Ridden hard yeah. and put away wet for a, yeah. For a horse, yeah. Right. You're supposed to put a horse away uh, dry rather than wet, means that, meaning that you groom them mm-hmm. and basically, like, clean their hair from all the sweat and everything that they've gotten from exertion. It's part of good horse husbandry. Right. Yes, I had... I worked at a pig farm, so this is how I... <laughs> okay. you know what you're talking no, about. No, it's like... Clowns and uh, pigs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. pig clown. Well, what about... God help us if the two ever combine. <laughs> well, what about this? What about, uh, to move on to another article, uh, the spider that has bitten an Australian man on his penis again. <laughs> a 21-year-old... And a 21-year-old Australian tradesman has been bitten by a venomous spider on the penis for a second time, uh, says the BBC News. Again, and not, no... only, not only bitten on the penis twice, but in the same circumstances. <laughs> right. So allegedly this is the same spider doing this, because he claims that he got bitten on his ding-dan-doodle uh-huh. while using a... A portable toilet at his work site. Mm-hmm. And then after he did that, he was 
naturally anxious about it when he believed he got a spider bite on his, um, you know, long pork, <laughs> and <laughs> waited until the toilets were cleaned before going to use it again, upon which he reports he was bitten again. God. Talk about thunder down under, place. huh? Yeah. Oh, apparently it's not that deadly, because he didn't drop dead. But he's building up a tolerance, apparently. Well, but... here's the thing. Actually, even in Australia, a lot of the spiders aren't really deadly. No. A lot of the bites will hurt. It's actually really rare to die from a spider bite. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. even the ones that are really bad, it's typically treatable, and you mm. get symptoms beforehand. Right, yeah. And with a lot of the other ones, it's kind of hit and miss whether they can actually deliver a lethal dose. Right, yes, I I had heard that. Like, bl- like, uh, or- like Venomous animals, when they bite, typically won't inject all of their venom at once. Right. Because, you know, they use that to eat, so they'll want to save it. It's why... There's, uh, like, people bitten by rattlesnakes, sometimes you'll get lucky and it'll be a dry bite. Right. Which means that the snake will just bite you and not actually inject any venom. Right, because they've, like, uh, deliberately, or it's just because they've used up all their venom? Uh, possibly either way, because, you know, when a lot of people are bitten by rattlesnakes, it's because it feels threatened and wants you to get away. Right. So it's like... So it's likely the first time it tries to bite, it might not actually try to inject venom. It's just trying to scare you off. That said, there's a lot more snakes where one bite is absolutely deadly and where the snakes are absolutely more inclined just to fucking kill you Mm because they're put on this earth to punish man. Right. And isn't, I mean, the really, the most poisonous animals are like jellyfish, right? Or... I think the most poisonous one is a con- is a cone snail. Really? Yeah. Is that an aquatic snail? I assume. Yeah, it's like a v- small snail. Sa- uh, like cone snails, uh, have like actually an adaptation to where they kind of have like a spear and a harpoon <laughs> sort of thing, or like they can shoot a bit of them out, and it has like a little stinger thing huh. there. Yeah, here we go. Marbled cone snail. Okay. No the... anti-venom available and no way to treat the victim. It's one of the most dangerous animals in the world. Injection with its venom is almost inevitably fatal. Wow. And that's... Is that an Australian animal? Uh, I think it might be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. But right. yeah, the... Okay, the most venomous animal, according to this list that I got, is the box jellyfish, which I believe. Yes, that was the other thing I'd heard, and that's the one that kills the most people, like in Australia, is the box jelly, because it's a big danger when you're swimming in Australia. Speaking of jellyfish, this story reminds me of a a joke, you know. It's kind of like having sex with a jellyfish. Once is an experiment, twice is a perversion. Yes! (laughs) Oh, shoot, I have to share, because this was my favorite fact... Mm-hmm. In Australia. Apparently the phrase, I didn't come here to fuck spiders, is an Australian colloquialism. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy definitely didn't come there to fuck spiders. Or did he? The funniest thing about the story there is he reports that his co-workers were worried huh. the first time it happened and then just made fun of him the second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shame on the spider. I mean, yeah. Closely related to the Black Widow. To be spider. fair, that spider has made it painfully clear it does not want you using that yeah, toilet. Yeah. <laughs> this is my toilet. Well, I'm interested to know if why he keeps going for that one particular guy if if it's the public toilet, you know. But, and low-hanging anyway. fruit. <laughs> oh! I apologize for that. And no, on that don't. Note, never apologize. Never apologize. Never, never apologize for being you, shine on you, crazy diamond. <laughs> and on that note, let's move on. Okay, let's do. Uh, shall we do? Move on to the last one, and the last one is, I'm assuming, uh, Mr. Schultz, Mr. Starbucks. Yeah, which oh, I made oh, fun yeah. of in the beginning. Right. Okay, yeah. I refuse to learn this guy's name. I keep forgetting it, so I just call him Starbucks guy. Yeah, Joe Starbucks of the of the Long Branch Starbucks. Um, so, and really, he's, he's kind of human clickbait, this guy. Spe- the specific thing that we're linking to here is a Hill article, uh, which apparently just happened today, where uh, on Morning Joe, somebody asked him... Um, uh, sorry, the article is by Justin Wise, by the way. It does have a credited art, uh, author. Um, <clears throat> Mike uh, Mika Brzezinski uh, asked him uh, how much a box of Cheerios costs, and he didn't know. Um, <clears throat> which, amusingly, the, to me, the funny part about this is that uh, Ben Shapiro, um, who is the you know right-wing commentator leapt in and goes oh that's crazy i don't know how much churros cost i just throw them in the box i just throw them in the bag and put it on my credit card and i'm like yeah that is the point that so close to a revelation huh yeah like the fact that you don't have to budget your food is exactly what is being criticized about these people the fact that they don't care about their money because they are rich and are therefore out of touch with the average person. That is the specific thing that's being credited. Now, to be fair, I don't buy Cheerios, so I wouldn't probably know exactly the price for a a box of Cheerios, but I'm sure that this guy is basically Lucille Bluth and generally and goes, oh, it's a banana, how much could it cost? Ten dollars? Because he is a billionaire. And as we've pretty much firmly established at this point, he seems to be running for president only so that he can (laughs) basically prevent the tax cut, the the big, the higher tax rate that uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez has proposed. Yeah, he specifically said that she is what inspired him to do this, to which people immediately pointed out. So you had literal, like, Nazis and white supremacists gaining office under the Republican Party, but this is what motivates you to take action. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yep. That doesn't look, reflect well on you. And it's like, and it's like, well, on the one hand, the Republicans are building baby jails and uh, murdering minorities. And on the other hand, the Democrats want to raise my taxes. So I want to go down the middle of these two crazy extremes that exist. Also, what doesn't look good is one that... It's apparently unanimous from Starbucks employees that they're begging him not to run. (laughs) Two, multiple people have told stories that this person is infamously cheap. Right. Such as that he would give gifts of Starbucks gift cards that were (laughs) under $5. (laughs) Yes. For major things, not just like handing them out on the street. Yeah, no, to commemorate major deals. Yeah. And that, in like, like, the gift basket thing there, where usually when people 
Like, if somebody rich gives you a gift basket and it's a gift card, it's like, oh, this must be a nice gift. It, somebody literally told the story because they worked for a sports team right. that did such a deal, and they went to order coffee with it and was told that they still owed 50 cents. Right, exactly. And they thought it was like this magic, because it was kind of a weird-looking silver card, so they thought, oh my god, I got the ultimate Starbucks card, it's like free coffee for life! And yeah. then it turned out to be special because he literally made a an off-brand... Because they don't make the gift cards in lower <laughs> denominations than $5, so he had a special one made to be this cheap. <laughs> Exactly. Which... This is cartoonish miserliness. <laughs> I mean, again... this is Ebenezer Scrooge yelling at you for throwing a coal on the fire. At that point, it's just for the sake of exerting control and micromanaging. Mm -hmm. Um. So speaking of Ben Shapiro, I think uh, did we mention the uh, the we... baby Hitler thing? On a previous oh episode? God! No, that happened didn't. this week. I think. Yeah. Well, explain it, Phil. I it's think been a long week. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, it, was, it was a couple weeks ago. Was God, was the so Oh, okay. Week. So, two weeks Good ago. Yeah. God. Oh. So, two weeks, but still, holy cow. Yeah, uh, no Jesus. pro... He was at an uh, uh, anti-abortion rally, and he said no pro-life person would kill baby Hitler because Hitler was a baby. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so here's the thing that got me, and I have to clear it. It's like, this was immediately what I assumed to know. There's no reason to bring that scenario up. <laughs> except to drop the line there that our political movement wouldn't kill Hitler. Like, it's inconceivable that this is just a normal flub and not an actual dog whistle to <clears throat> literal people who like Hitler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. The The other thing with... Um... Because the baby Hitler question is something that uh, otherwise, if you were uh, anti-choice, you would want to avoid because any of the difficult moral questions are ones you simply don't want to draw up there, saying that th putting it in this bizarre scenario where you're saying, yes, in order to preserve baby Hitler's life, we would willingly... Yeah. basically sign on to killing six million Jews and hundreds of thousands of other minorities in Europe. Right. Like, that's... Yeah. N well, and, and honestly, even aside <sighs> from the, the, the Nazi thing, this is something I've seen with, you know, anti-choice people. They do actually go out of their way to because they've framed it as a thing where, uh, oh, it's social engineering from the left. They believe that by, you know, killing babies... Uh, they can uh, create a, a perfect utopia where there's no crime and it's eugenics. That's what it is. That's a big part of their thing, right? So they're trying to, like, counteract it by saying, we wouldn't do it if, if for larger moral concerns, no matter what the situation was. We'll never kill babies, no matter what the situation is. So that's what he's trying to... That, that's sort of taking it to its logical extreme uh, in that case. I think it's it's literally to show off, like, doesn't matter what's at stake, we're never gonna kill a baby. Like, they actually... It's this bizarre virtue signaling <clears throat> where he, who is a Jewish man, is basically yes, saying, right. yes, the Holocaust would be justified rather than killing Hitler, provided right. he was in baby form. Right. Exactly. If we let him level up enough to where he digivolved all the way to perfect form Hitler, then we could kill him. But not when he's in his baby post-digitoma stage. Yeah. Well, 
would they kill adult Hitler either? I'm pretty sure we would. No! I mean, yeah. that's the point. Like, I specifically said that mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro is entirely acting, basically, in some bizarre form as a right-wing uh, sympathizer, slash, to the point of being a Holocaust denier. Yeah, yeah he was supposedly be- a never-Trumper, yet he now agrees with everything Trump does. Yeah. So. Right, exactly. And there's a number of these people. Like, Ben Stein has engaged in stuff that skirts a line to being explicit Holocaust denial. Yeah, yeah. Or not the ex- not the hard one that the Holocaust never happened, but the things of denying details of the Holocaust. Right. Yeah, like it was which, because they believed in evolution or whatever. Right. Right. Which is, you know, regarded as uh, soft Holocaust yeah. denial, yeah. or the lighter one, but as a lot of, you know, Jewish Don't... activists will tell you, the lighter one is pretty much... Like the lubricant for the more severe for more severe anti-Semitism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jordan yeah. Peterson's been accused of that soft Holocaust denial as well. Yeah, a exactly. huge fucking shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was just uh, meeting with uh, the premier of our province uh, and talking about oh, yeah. rolling back the Ontario Human Rights Commission, which it, it did. To f- fortunately, it actually got a lot of. Uh, publicity that they had met and people were like no so but yes yeah but jordan peterson a... um had a bit about um um he said he studied hitler and the holocaust a lot you know to find out how it happened yet he didn't seem to know a lot of details on it because he was talking uh-huh. about how it's um you know completely illogical you know that uh they they should have used uh the jews as slaves instead of killing them and you know obviously they were working against their own purposes in the mm-hmm. war but it ignores that that was their purpose right. in the war. Like yeah, that. also, that's a great fucking argument there. I disagree with Hitler because I think he wasn't efficiently <laughs> he was... horrible. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And he was also saying, you know, Hitler was just following the crowd, and, you know, he's like a mouthpiece for the crowd, but it's pretty right. obvious that Hitler had these views before he became even a politician, so... Yeah. Also, yeah. it's the question, why is... Yeah, it's part of the thing... It... If your position has, like, moral ambiguities that might not be comfortable for the 101 audience, like, if it's stuff that you can't give in a soundbite, you might want to just avoid those, rather than just jumping into, hey, I'm going to fucking do apologetics for Hitler? Yeah. Yeah, But again... But, uh, Jordan Peterson, and I have a lot of rants about this guy, but he has one of his rules for life is speak clearly, and he... He doesn't do that. Yeah, no, he's extremely... Did he perhaps mistype and meant to say speak Kermitly? Because he does indeed do that. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And why was Hitler unfairly maligned? (laughs) Alright, well done. Well done. (laughs) The... The, 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 yeah, well, let's not forget about the uh, Chaos Dragon, of course. Yeah. Um, by the way, did did anyone, have you ever mentioned, Phil, when you talk about Jordan Peterson, about the, um, the bizarre link between, or not link, but the similarity between him and Dave Sim? Yeah, yeah, a like, lot of people have brought that up. The, like, it seems like he may have literally, like, pr- plagiarized his entire <laughs> academic career before he became the right-wing transphobe guy from... And then, I mean, Dave Sim did that as well, but just the fact that the stuff he was spouting before that was 
weirdly similar to Dave Sims' whole female void shtick and everything. Yeah. And, and it's funny when you bring this up, because people haven't heard of David Sim, right? But they know Jordan Peterson is. And we're like, yeah, it was this comic guy in the 90s who, you know, had seems to have had some mental issues and, and wrote <laughs> started... A, wrote a Conan parody about a aardvark. <laughs> An aardvark, yeah. And who somehow... was a hermaphrodite that castrated himself and also had political intrigue with stand with kings who were stand-ins for the Marx Brothers. Right, exactly. Because and... 80s indie comics were fucking on crack. <laughs> they sure were. And it was a great yeah, but... comic until something happened to this guy. Uh, you know, the theory being that he actually did damage himself by taking a lot of drugs in the 70s and early 80s. But... Um... <clears throat> Yeah, it's, but it is weird when somebody made that connection. It's like, oh my god, I went through this. I went through the whole alt right thing already when I was a Cerebus reader, and I just had him devolve into this insane. And this was, you know, essentially before the internet. Not, yeah, basically before the internet. The internet was around, but he had his own blog in the form of a comic that he drew every every month and uh, and it had full of these bizarre rants um and that's essentially he had the same um you know he he had the he prefigured internet culture in many ways including being the setup for jordan peterson basically so it's weird that this strange aspect of uh being a big comic book nerd in a way that even other comic book nerds don't even remember dave sim that well from back in the day but it's it's kind of the rosetta stone for everything that's happened since in some ways which is really weird anyway he was a man ahead of his time which unfortunately because we live in dark times was not a compliment no it was not exactly but yeah, I, it, as a side note, I genuinely am disturbed with how readily and comfortable people seem to be coming out, basically doing shit like, "Hey, Hitler wasn't all that bad," or mm. uh, well, it's like Hitler. the thing, or people own it. Yeah, it's the joke. Hey, Hitler did good shit. He killed Hitler. Yeah, but then again, he did also kill the guy who killed Hitler. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um. Oh, what was that? Uh, somebody actually tweeted. It might have been a joke, but somebody tweeted the guy killed Hitler deserved a medal. I'm sorry, that joke is so stupid, but I always laugh at it at every iteration it comes up in. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but if, and just like we got politicians readily willing to proclaim themselves now nationalists or openly white supremacists uh-huh. or run as openly Nazi sympathetic. Right. And all that. And that's just very disturbing to me. It is. I mean, to be fair, I mean, David Duke's been around for a long time, and he wasn't exactly hiding it back in the 80s. Yeah, but I I feel like this also should clarify my context for why I went to the least generous interpretation of Ben Shapiro's bizarre baby Hitler argument. Right. That it's in the background of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, if it just came out of nowhere, it would be weird, but in this political climate, it, it right. says something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is, a it is as they say, well, there's uh, I, what some people have called vice signaling, the opposite of virtue signaling, or signaling that you, you're a virtue signaler, except, you know, the virtues that you hold dear are horrible and evil, basically. Um, that's, that's This is a, like dark, this is like the cult of crime, 
with the right. dark side's Bible of hate and everything in DC Comics. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's the bizarre, or Earth 3, where everyone's a villain, exactly. You want to be the, the, the cool guy who loves Hitler, apparently, because it'll, it'll trigger the Or you get a back tattoo us. of Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> yes! That's right. We haven't. It's been. We haven't done a show since uh, Stone, Roger Stone got arrested. Mister Back Tattoo of Nixon. That you know, <laughs> this guy. And he worked for Nixon, so he got a back tattoo of his fucking boss. <laughs> this is the equivalent of somebody going, "Yeah, you know who I'm gonna get like a tattoo of because I find them really inspirational? My manager at Jack in the Box." <laughs> Exactly. I'm gonna get a face tattoo of my high school guidance counselor. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it just shows you, you know, the degree to which people will count out of power, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that uh, Roger Stone was, I don't know, he was people of uh, th literally the Richard Nixon Library or the people who are the holders of Richard Nixon's le le uh, legacy have kind of distanced themselves from him and been like, oh yeah, he How never... bad do you have to fuck up where the <laughs> Guardians of Nixon's <laughs> legacy exactly. feels associating with you is bad for Nixon's legacy? <laughs> their Their argument is that he was a, like, oh, he was just a teenager and he never worked on the campaign. He, de he clearly, he was in the orbit of the Nixon group for sure uh he was pretty young but like he was uh, he was a protege of those guys for sure and he he especially played a role after nixon stepped down where he was trying to rehabilitate his image and that's where the tattoo presumably comes from he's been a, a guy who's been out there trying to rehabilitate nixon as you know oh he was actually good which is hilarious because he's failed miserably like for all the for all that we've, you know, rewritten history in ways that flatter Republicans, we've never quite come around to, oh, Nixon was actually a really cool president. The best I feel like in some ways we have, like, I actually feel a lot of both sidesism actually comes from efforts to rehabilitate Nixon. Like the thing, well, all politicians lie. All Nixon did different was that he was caught, and that comes from that apologetics. And yeah. I think that while it actually failed to whitewash Nixon fully, right. it did kind of permanently poison the well of U.S. politics. Well, that's true, but I'm, I'm just saying they could never quite get to the point of people going, you know, like the best I've ever seen of Nixon is people going, well, he did start the EPA and he did say, and he would have been liberal by today's standards. That's the best thing I've ever heard people say about Nixon. Nobody's really going to the mattress for Nixon and how great he was, essentially. I think it's part because, of, well, Ben Stein, but. Well, Ben Stein. Because but, the biggest obstacle to rehabilitating Nixon is that he's Richard Nixon. Yeah, he's And you have to go vacuum. to that... Yeah, which is why getting a back tattoo of that, that's like getting a <laughs> face tattoo of Ted Cruz. Or Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, those dead eyes. The tattoo of Zuckerberg comes to life at night and whispers in your ear. It's not pleasant. Oh, God, now I'm just imagining that, like, the Nixon tattoo speaks to him like that episode of The X-Files. Um, <laughs> exactly, that's what I was thinking of. I, I was gonna bring up, because other people should know this since I'm traumatized by <clears throat> knowing it, it's apparently open that Roger Stone is a swinger. Yeah. Because oh, he has... Like, well, his old Hotmail address addressed to the fact, and that's known, and apparently he was very interested in having people, like, 
pair off with his wife that just gave me the horrible image of him. Oh, did he ever turn his back so Nixon could watch? Uh, yeah. Uh, I That makes a horrible amount of sense. And um, I'm not one for slut-shaming anyone, but I feel that anyone who willingly had... Not not even sex with him, but sex within the same room as Roger Stone should rightfully be shamed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Again, it, that's the second time with the jellyfish there. And it is weird that um, yeah, it well, is weird that's... that um, right wingers are so ready to call people cucks now. I mean, it really right. It's it's projection one hundred percent. It's as I always said. That's why cuck is such a hilarious insult because it doesn't insult. The person who you're trying to insult, they're at best they're kind of vaguely baffled by it, and meanwhile it's revealing all this stuff about your psychoanalysis. Yeah, it's like in the middle of an argument, you just suddenly go, "No, you have a small penis." You know what I mean? <laughs> My sex trafficking shirt, same thing. It's yeah. calling attention to your I, own. I was actually foibles. thinking of the uh, Viner now YouTuber Prozed that one of his skits did was the evil minion who's trying poorly to hide that he finds the hero attractive. And it has the other minion shit-talking him, and the... When it gets to that minion, it's like, Yeah, and I bet he has a huge dick, and it's too good at sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we may be reaching the end here, guys. Um, yeah, I'm out of steam. It's been a very long day. It's been a very long day. I, I apologize. I'm very tired today. Yeah. Oh, I. Yeah. That's oh, that's too. when the sh this that's when the show's at its best when we're all half asleep and channeling uh, ideas from beyond the grave, uh, from, from beyond the veil of night. Yeah, but that's when Zuckerberg Those gets Those eyes you. are gonna fucking haunt me at night. <laughs> Hing, you'll say Hing. that oh. image of Zuckerberg needs to be classified as like an SCP. One should take care not to gaze too long into the Zuckerberg, or the Zuckerberg <laughs> will gaze back into you. <laughs> For sure, one who fights Zuckerbergs must be wary they do not become Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh oh, I guess we're all in trouble then. We're this. We're the. We're all becoming Zuckerberg. Oh my god, I feel like killing a goat with a stun gun now. Oh, God. Boy, if any episode were to be a lost episode, I hope it's this one. <laughs> no, it was oh. good. But then, then Zuckerberg... No, then no, there... We, we'll we, trap we... Zuckerberg on the podcast and bury it at the end of... <laughs> anyway, so uh, have a... Uh, and I, do, you, do you guys want to hear a bit of bad news? I just saw on Twitter, by the way. I just saw oh, something. God. Um, it's uh, uh, Dick Miller just died, I'm afraid. Uh, oh. The actor Dick Miller. He was 90 years old, so it wasn't a huge shock, but, um, yeah, uh, that's sadly. He's Let's, great but, in a lot of B-movies. Oh, I love Dick I remember Miller. he was in uh, a really good uh, DS9 episode. Yeah, yeah, he's been in a ton of great Gremlins, of course, Gremlins and Gremlins 2. The, the crazy uh, thing Chopping about Dick Mall. Miller... He was in Chopping Mall, little cameo <laughs> in that. Yeah. Oh, the, the crazy thing about Dick Miller is I saw him in, um, he was in the original Little Shop of Horrors, and he was in... Um, the movie that that kind of spun out of, which was um, Bucket of Blood, which is a great movie. Uh, it was a Roger Corman movie from the, from the early 60s. And um, he was the star of that movie. And the crazy thing is he looked like he looked like an old man back then in the 60s already. He already looked... I'm, he's, I'm baffled by exactly how old he was because he must have been 
young-ish, but he he looked like you know he was in his fifties already. At well, that it's point. like it's the Steve Martin effect. It's sort of he always yeah. kind of looked old. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He 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 technically must have been. And of course, you know, you you're in your late twenties and you look forty back in the sixties, <laughs> unlike today. But uh, but yeah, great character actor in a ton of stuff. A great hey that guy. But uh, so pour one out for Dick Miller, everyone. And uh, on that note, I think we'll uh, be wrapping up the show. Um, good thanks again for Phil for uh, filling in. Filling <laughs> in. Filling. Yes. Okay. <laughs> good night, everyone. Uh, good take night. care. Uh, don't run for president without notifying us. And uh, we'll see you all uh, in the funny pages. Good yes, night. Vote for me. Vote for Ing for new Supreme Lord and Commander of the United States. I'm going to vote like... for Kodos. <laughs> Don't blame me. None of us, neither of us can be a running mate because we're not Americans. Don't blame me, I voted for my sex trade t-shirt. <laughs> I voted for Nixon's back tattoo. Don't blame oh. me. <laughs> I voted for Zuckerberg's lifeless eyes. I need to Photoshop just those eyes into the back tattoo now to create, like, the perfect cursed image. Yeah. Get that going. Just in random, when we're doing the Twitch stream, just randomly the image of Zuckerberg's eyes will fade in. It's my way of reclaiming control over the situation.